week, guys. We need to find an R and B version of that. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> Reagan is over here dancing. Everybody, legitimately, she dances every single time. I can't even look at her to this slow ass song. I, but I am dancing, <clears throat> pretty dancing. legit dancing. Anyway, hey guys, welcome to uh, episode twelve of <laughs> Happily Never After. <laughs> this is so fun with the amazing Reagan Love Campbell. Oh, and the ever so lovely. Dr. Robin. <laughs> that was so cool. We just did like a, you introed me, I introed you. That was hot. I think we should continue that. Yeah. I was trying to slide that in, but thank you for making it obvious. <laughs> Captain Obvious, just call me that. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, we are breaking down the last of our Valentine series because now it's three days after Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've eaten all the chocolate. It is gone. Have gained nine pounds. <clears throat> Basically, yes. Um, but you know what? Those strawberry cream things, really damn good. <laughs> no, I just had like a creme brulee. What? Godiva chocolate this morning, like out of my little box that I got. And it oh, was... You've been holding out. I No, seriously. They're downstairs. We can okay. just... We'll go get that when yes. we're done. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so our second and last Valentine's Day movie is Very, Very Valentine. Starring the lovely... Danica McKellar. Y'all yes. know her from The Wonder Years. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. <laughs> she will always be known as Winnie Cooper to my generation. Absolutely. She is probably better known as Winnie Cooper than she is as Danica McKellar. And she McKellar. still acts like Winnie Cooper, which is... <laughs> she totally... I was totally thinking that during this movie, yeah, and we watched this together. Um, she... Guys, we did. So, as you know from listening to these podcasts, I get the, like, B-rate... YouTube videos where I end up missing 10 minutes somewhere in the movie. Oh my gosh. So and bad. So I've given you my direct TV password. And I'm like, the direct TV doesn't pass. doesn't work because if know. it's a premiere, they won't let you stream it through the computer. Oh, that's right. You told me that. I'm so sorry. anyway, <sighs> I tried. I was frustrated. I tried. Her husband left to go do man things. And I was just like, you know what? I'm coming over. And so we watched this together. So fun. seriously, y'all, we would look at each other <laughs> pause the movie, laugh, and then refuse to tell each other what we were thinking so that we wouldn't ruin the spontaneity yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, so that's like a big thing for us, and I think it's important for us to say that, that you know, we usually try to watch these movies separately, because if you talk, if we talk about it too much, then it loses, like she said, the spontaneity of the podcast. And we don't have so, as much fun. Exactly, it's not, like, we actually had to re-record one, and... I think it was still funny, but it probably, the first version probably would have been funnier just because yes. you do lose some of that, like, in time reaction to things and like, exactly. oh, I saw that too. And this was what I was thinking. So if you listen anyway. to Secret Valentine, there were a couple times where we cracked ourselves up oh, because that's what we do. Rain literally fell off her chair. Fell off my chair. <laughs> it was insane. And I love it. So if I talk about poop and or vaginas, Reagan loses it. Because that's how classy I am, people. Yes. And I was talking about making wine with, like, Bunsen burners and beakers and graduated oh cylinders. It was, was hilarious. Dying. Anyway. I had some trucker honk at me because I was <laughs> listening to our podcast driving on the highway yeah, and laughing did. so hard. I must... Trucker's, like, honking at me and, like, making all these things. And I'm like, uh... I'm sure he was honking at you for other reasons, but we... I all... don't know. <laughs> I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It was not kind to my face. <laughs> Well, so this one, so besides Winnie Cooper, because she ain't the only person in this movie. Um, oh, and the most amazing Dancing with the Stars participant that has ever existed. Oh, uh, Cameron Matheson. Which, I am not a soap opera person. I but am. But honey, <laughs> I will watch whatever he's in now. So here's the thing. I'm not like a, as an adult, or as like a, as a full-fledged adult, uh, uh, soap opera person. But growing up, my aunt, oh, Aunt Jan. 
RIP, I miss you so much. So she used to watch her stories, which is what she called the soap operas. They all called them that. Oh my gosh. It was the young and the restless, as the world turns, guiding light, days of our life. Like it was yeah. the, like, it was the whole day long situation. We were a very days of our lives family. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched Bell General and Hospital in high school. That was where I got very much into like the John and Marlena storyline and blah, blah. Or no, that's sorry. That was days of our lives. But in after high school, I got into General Hospital with, like, the Jason and the Sam and the yeah. all them people. Anyway, so... They have, like, a mob thing going on in that one, right? Yes, yes. Sunny, Sunny. Corinthos. Yes! Oh, my gosh. So, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> we gotta get into this movie. But um, but Cameron Matheson, the point of this is that he was from um, All My Children. And he was on that show for a long time. And he is just flipping delightful. <laughs> delightful is probably the most appropriate word. Right? He just, he seems like off camera, he would have been so cool. I just want to meet this guy. Oh, just, even if he couldn't be like, yo man, if he could just be be like, your super deep bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just seems like the nicest, most genuine person in the world. Your best guy friend that like, you know, maybe it didn't work out, but y'all be cool still. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like him and and Winnie. That happens. Most of the movie. That happens. So So we're going to break down the movie. We're breaking it down. So, squicka squicka what? Oh my God. Okay, Sorry, so, I, I do stuff like that. What is Winnie Cooper's name in the movie? Her name is Helen. Helen. Helen something. Helen. I can't remember right now. Helen <laughs> owns, we think, a florist. Um, she definitely runs it. I think she owns it as well, even right. though there was a little question there. Yes. Um, with her aunt who raised her, because y'all know her parents be dead. <laughs> so, she's got dead parents. Grew up with her aunt. There's this, and and this is where I think I got the Beth from that I was talking about in the last movie. Right. But there's this blonde girl, Beth, that works at the florist, and I, I don't understand what her point in this whole movie is. I'm rummaging just, through my notes to find out if this is actually Beth or not. I, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> you keep talking, um, though. And so she's this florist, and she cross-red and has her own version of a rose. that They call it the mystery rose because she hasn't named it yet. And so she's really into botany. Um, her best friend is Henry, played by the delightful Cameron Matheson. Oh, so much. Who is a botanist that works at the Botanical Gardens in New York City. Yes. Again, very New York City, very pale version of New York City. Um, but he works at the gardens, and they met in college, and they had separated at one point because he went to go take a job in Montana, got married. We find out later he got divorced, moved to New York for this job. They reconnected because she went to deliver flowers that someone had sent him, like as a congratulations on your new job. And she also had another delivery that was a congratulations on being pregnant with a baby boy, and she (laughs) delivered the wrong flowers to him. And so it was just this really funny, comical reintroduction. They've been best friends ever since, even though... You can look at them and tell that they're hopelessly in love with each other. Yeah, through it's the whole obvious. movie, it's pretty obvious. Even though they don't think it's obvious. No. Um, and things happen. They end up going to this ball together because he makes her go. Mm-hmm. Um, she meets this mystery man, and she's always talked about how she wants to find the love of her life, and it needs to be mysterious and fun and exciting. And I'm rolling my so eyes at she, mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, y'all, when I say mysterious, it was like ball this masquerade ball where they had the tiny little masks where you know exactly who you're talking to because <laughs> it hides all of 10 percent of their face like really people you ain't fooling um, nobody you know it hides the best part 
It hides the crow's feet, so mm-hmm. you don't know how old I am. Um, but everything else is on full display. But she she runs into this guy. They have this wonderful thing. She doesn't want to tell him her name. She doesn't want to know his name because it would ruin the mystery. She leaves. Everyone at the florist is making fun of her and is like, why the hell didn't you get this guy's name? They find him. They end up dating. Henry's helping this guy out. He's the one that actually finds the guy. All this stuff happens. You find out he, the masquerade guy is not... It's not all it's cracked up to be. Cameron takes another job. She pleads for him to stay. And he does. It's beautiful. It is incredibly beautiful. It's a beautiful love story. And I gotta say, <laughs> as corny as this movie is, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. It was very good. It was very good. So, we open up and... Oh my gosh. This made me want to throw up right away. And then it got better. Exactly. So there is sort of this very typical first scene where, okay, so she's a florist, right? So um, Helen, Danica, is (laughs) standing stark in the middle of The the freaking aisle of this wedding. She's in the back of the aisle. But she's still stark in the middle, and it's like a pretty well-lit room. So, I mean, it's it's actually bright as hell. So she's standing in the middle of this aisle. it's an afternoon wedding, and just so y'all know, Reagan is prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love a day wedding. Anyway, it's fine. So She doesn't want to be sober during the day. No, I don't. So she's standing in the back, and she's watching these two people get married and she's obviously done the flowers for their wedding. And so, and she's like sort of watching them, you know, probably partially wistfully, partially like, Oh, she's so proud of, you know, the flowers that she's done. And so she's just sort of surveying her work and you know, shit don't happen. Right. It's just like, bitch, get out of the shot. Like (laughs) you in the middle of these people's wedding. That is not. Uh, And I don't know. I I honestly can't remember if it was in the movie. But I feel like she might have been, like, mouthing the words. <laughs> or if she wasn't, that would have been what you would think would happen in the scene. That would have been real terrible. Because how'd she get her hands on them vows? Because <laughs> they're the same vows that most people use. All I did was, you creeping on this wedding and you need to back up. Like, this I is... said, oy vey, with the sickening love crap off. Yeah. Already. Yeah. This was, was... Vi- this was very Hallmark typical of just, like, this girl who isn't married herself. So she's, like, drooling over the wedding of somebody else. Exactly. And it's like... Ugh, can we fall back on that a little bit? Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, hopeless romantic. I think we're trying to set up that she's a hopeless romantic. Exactly. I am also hopeless romantic, which is why I love this stuff. But yet, can we make it a little bit more realistic? A I bit. Just, I don't know. I've been anyway. married for almost eight years. I'm not sure if I can still be a hopeless romantic. I mean, I get... Oh, this might be a okay, good first soulmate's of all, you conversation. Have hella chocolate downstairs. <laughs> you got gorgeous flowers. Right. So, please... I earned that. Anyway. Okay. So (laughs) we get it. She's a florist. Whatever. So as Robin stated so eloquently in her recap um, or in her synopsis, she already knows Henry. So Helen already knows Henry. Henry is Cameron Matheson. So it's Helen and Henry. H and H. I thought that was very cute. It is. Now, I will point out this just at the very beginning because it slightly annoyed me only because of an article that I had otherwise read. Um, I love me some older men. Yeah, man. I'm just put, putting that out there. I'm down. Um, however, Always you know, there was this article about, you know, the Hollywood couples. You know, like, Emma Stone was matched with Colin Firth. Mm, oh. I, again, I would jump around and do anything for Colin Firth, but I'm also 10 years older than Emma Stone. And so they're finding all of these young 20s with these 50s wow. actors. That's and so, a lot. And it tends to be in Woody Allen films. Just saying. Anyway, 
moving Ugh, forward. Eye roll. But Cameron Matheson, while he looks damn fine. He do. And I would... No disrespect if he's married, because I honestly know nothing about this man except what I saw in this movie, but yeah. uh, sign me up. All we did was IMDb his age, and then we didn't go any further than no, that. No, I didn't want to know, because it was gonna it was gonna pop the bubble of delight for he, me. He is like forty. What did we say? He's forty seven or he's something. He's in his late forties. Yeah, yeah, he is. But all kinds and of like our age, <laughs> yeah. a little bit younger. So yeah. there's a sizable age difference here, and so the only reason I bring that up is because it just caught me as funny that they were supposed to be in college at the same time. Yet there's definitely a ten year difference here. For sure. For yeah. sure. That's like that's actually very You cute. should have made him her botany teacher. Right. Yes. That oh. she always had a crush on. Yeah. And then left and then came back together later so it wasn't so creepy. Right, because yeah. they were in the same field, so that totally would have made sense. It that would've. like he worked for the botanical anyway, garden, she's a florist, whatever. Okay. Straight up Henry, Cameron, yes. love you, man. Yeah. I lo- I will watch you in anything now. I'm gonna tag him because Whatever. Yes. He's hot. Okay, so... Um, but they do have good chemistry, like, right off the bat. Right off the bat. And he is very supportive of her. Yes. Like, the first scene, he comes in, he signs her up for this florist competition. <laughs> There's an international flower competition. And th- this is for the new flowers. The people that crossbreed and create their new... Wait, hold on. It's called the International Flower Selection Competition. I just want to... I, w- I want to shout yes. it out for what right. it is. If it's legitimate, <laughs> we want to make sure the name is correct. It is the Super Bowl of flower breeding. <laughs> Yes. According to them. Yes. And okay. so Henry's uber proud of Helen and is like, you've got to do this. And I know that you don't always have the most confidence in yourself. So I am going to give you that confidence. I've already signed you up. And I like that. I like that he... He's supporting his, his woman. He even sees though it's her. not really her woman. He sees her in this movie. Oh, totally. Okay? I like that. All right. So um, she I is... I need to find someone that sees me. <laughs> That's right. Find yeah, someone that sees ways. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's making a new rose. Well, she's already made it. Well, yeah, right. I mean, I'm. She continually makes flowers, though. That's what we get, right? <sighs> and I'm just like, so. It is it, a thing, by the way. Is cross pollinating by hand a thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then that's great. I love that. I don't actually see her having any time to actually doing the cross pollination <laughs> by hand. Um, but there are different things you can do, and I'm gonna get the words completely wrong. <laughs> But you can even take, like, if you cut off a piece of one plant and you can, I'm yeah, thinking can, it's called like grafting, like, grafting, yeah. and, and yeah. I was going to say splicing, but that's sure. a Harry Potter reference. So, um, yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> you can make flowers. I'm just saying it's a real thing. <laughs> you can make flowers. Like new flowers. PSA, you can make flowers. That's, that's what you're learning from this today. Yeah. So. She has to name this new flower that she's making, and they call it it's the a new rose. rose. Yeah, so they're, they've called it the Mystery Rose Why for now. Why can't they just call it that? Because that's a freaking brilliant name. I think it's fine, but anyway, and they come up with a she's totally more stupid name later on. Right now. <laughs> they come up with something more stupid later it on, but anyway. Really stupid. So it's taking her a long time to name this rose, apparently, and normally it only takes her a couple of days, which I just wrote in my notes, what? Because... <laughs> I just feel like it's a flower, right? Just I like I don't get it. So, um, it's Hen- a white and red flower, by the way. It's a rose. It's not that dynamic looking for me. It wasn't like a like it like they could me- have CGI'd some shit on that. As you know, I know you have two million dollars, Hallmark, but <laughs> come on, if so, you're gonna make the plot, yeah. My mom and I, we have like our like my favorite rose, and it's my mom's favorite rose as well. Is sort of that orange New Year's rose that's just like that really beautiful orange color it feels like 
very different, you know, mm-hmm. and because most flowers aren't like orange per se. There's yellow yeah. flowers, there's red flowers and pink flowers, but orange is kind of a, a, an interesting color. So anyway, I, but it wasn't that. It was like a red flower with some white in it. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've it seen it. It was white at the base. So the petals had a white base and then they, you know, as they curl, they curled into like a deep red. Correct. Again, y'all. Y'all seen this. You can do this with food coloring. <laughs> And some vases. Word. I'm pretty so, sure that was shout out to the chemistry teacher in middle school because that shit was awesome. So Henry shows up at the flower shop just unannounced, you know, because people do that in Hallmark movies so much. They just fucking show up. Like, they do, but at least in this case, you get the sense that they're familiar enough with each other totally. that he probably stops by all the time. Yeah, it wasn't like in A Bride for Christmas where, like, he shows up to her house unannounced, which was like, y'all don't know each other that well. That was or, weird. Or, you know, when you ride an elevator up and the next thing you know you're in the living room? No. No, he actually walked in the door that had bells on it to announce that someone walked through the door. Again, I'm gonna say that's penthouse sexy. Okay. <laughs> and I'm all about that. Anyway, so you're there is apparently this... <laughs> Black and white gala tonight. Everybody knows about this fucking dance. <laughs> yeah. And, because that's what it is, is it's like a oh, dance. Oh, yeah, we did get there. By the way, just throw this out here. Auntie is the old meddling woman. Aunt Carol. Everybody got one. Yeah. I got an Aunt Carol. I have one. See? <laughs> she doesn't meddle like that, though. Tell us about your Aunt Carol. I, I want to know Aunt all Carol. about, again, Same. her pursuits, her dreams. Yes. She didn't try to marry me off, so that was good. Um... <laughs> But because, so this is what Hallmark's done. They're like, okay, we've done the meddling parents. We've done the dead parents. <laughs> we're going to put them together and we're going to have dead parents and a meddling aunt. So you still get the meddling parental unit. Yeah. But the dead sappy story. But she's all about Henry's in love with you and you're in love with Henry. And she does the googly eyes every time she sees them together. Oh, and so many cliches come out of this woman's mouth that I'm just like ready to slap her in it. Anyway, so she'd we'll get be, there. She'd be Santa if it was a Christmas movie. So Henry says, listen, I've got this gala. You need to come with me. Um, it's at the Botanical Gardens. And it would be amazing. But the problem is, friggin' Helen, she's again this less than confident, super ridiculous planner. The, to the point that, now, granted, I get the rules, right? You're not supposed to just like, but he's her friend. And he says, come with me to this gala. It's I would break my fucking neck <laughs> to get a dress. Yeah. And I would leave everything. I'd be like, yo, y'all got these deliveries. Y'all got these arrangements. Yeah. I'm going to get a dress. I'm going to Bloomingdale's because I'm Valentine's in New York City. Yeah. I'm going to get a dress. And I'm going to this gala because me and a gala, that's all I want to do in my life ever is just attend galas. I would really enjoy that as well. Right. <laughs> Let's do that. Capricorn. Yeah. So. You can be the black and I'll be the white. And we'll go to the black and white gala together. Exactly. There we go. We'll be in every single one. So. But apparently she is like scared to go to this gala because like she would need to go get a dress and she would need to get shoes. And okay, she was hoping to get her. It's ridiculous. Like just put a dress on and go to the gala. You're. It's not like she's, she's, she's thin and gorgeous as it is. She's freaking Winnie Cooper. You're not going to have a hard time finding a dress or finding shoes or whatever. No, but they did. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Just sort of the stupid part. So agree with everything with Reagan. And at first I was annoyed. Like, why is he telling her today Mm -hmm. about this thing tonight? But toward the end of this, I'm like, okay, if they've been friends for long enough, he knows that if he gives her more than 24 hours, she's going to find an excuse not to go. 
because she's gonna talk herself out of it and and guys i'm the type of person that would do this sometimes too yeah and her and her blondie friend is like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity i'm like no (laughs) no probably happens every year but anyway yeah so fundraising gala for the botanical gardens mr henry handsome Oh my god! Which is also what uh, my ex-husband's best friend calls his basset hound, which I friggin' love. <laughs> that's so handsome. It's adorable. Oh, anyway, um, but anyway, but this girl Beth that she works with is like, <laughs> you gotta go. I'll is go get you a dress. I'm gonna call her Beth anyway. So this is when we learn that like Henry works at the botanical gardens. They reconnected a few years ago after he came back from Montana. He's also divorced as well. I think he was married in Montana, got divorced, and then came back to New York City. To work at the Botanical Gardens. It's listed as a comedy. What? This movie? Yes. Oh, girl. I just find that to be ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So, but they never dated even though they went to college together. So they've always just been friends. So, you know, auntie with all these one-liners. After, because Henry leaves, you know, he leaves her with the invitation. Like, listen, I'm leaving you with this invitation. You're coming. Show up. You know, (laughs) like if you don't, um, I I get it, but show up. But Aunt Carol is killing me with her cliches and one liners. She says things like every rose takes time to bloom and you'll be the belle of the ball. (laughs) Like, Shut the fuck up (laughs) with your crack ass cliches. Like, listen, we get it that like this is your shining moment. (laughs) Yes. To like talk on a movie. Can you say something more interesting than you'll be the belle of the ball? Something. I don't know. It, oh my She's gosh. Winnie Cooper, of course she will. I know. It was that. Then Beth's like, she's like, I don't have time to get a dress, which is ridiculous because you live in freaking New York City. Yeah. And then somebody finds her a dress, so no, it's fine. This, this, her name is Beth. Okay, I have good. verified it is Beth. Trust and verify. Because um, I'm not good people. <laughs> so the last one was not Beth. Well, we don't know what that, that redhead's name is. Just to make sure. <laughs> anyway, um... But, so Beth's like, oh, my friend owns a dress shop. I'll go down and get you a dress. I'd be like, bitch, back off. I'm getting my own damn dress. Because we all have things that no one else sees but bothers us. She's just trying to be helpful. (laughs) Then I would say, you know what? Let me put together those flower arrangements so you can go find a dress. Word. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) I see where you're going with that. I'll pick out my own dress. Yeah. Thanks very much. Would you trust me? I would totally trust. I would trust you to find me a dress. Yeah, but in, like, five hours and you had no other option? No. I would yeah, just go see? myself. <laughs> see? Guys, y'all don't know the shade she just threw at me. <laughs> okay. It is ridiculous. So, anyway, um, so she gets to the ball, right? Is that where we are, I think, at this point? She gets to the uh, ball. And she's looking for Henry. And, yeah, because she already came out in the dress and all that stuff. Do we need to talk about that? I don't feel like we need to talk about that. Let's just get to the ball. But guys... It was a white dress. I'm just going to point that out. And it had like I know some it's black, a black and white ball. Flowers or something on it. But it is a freaking princess, princess line, whatever they're called. Yeah. Style dresses. Yes. White chiffon with a couple of black flowers. And can we just say. They went real literal on it. Yeah. Black and white dress for a black real and white literal. <laughs> yeah. But they went white dress with black flowers because that doesn't scream bridal in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. She. Her hair looks exactly the same as it has throughout this whole movie, which is nothing. I mean, it looks fine for everyday girl working in the back of a florist. It does not look fine for going to a ball. This is what Hallmark does, though. They 
they just so first of all Danica she's got kind of that real flat hair it's it's long but it's also kind of very flat so there's not a lot of like volume or body to her hair they could have done some yeah they could have like things in it yeah they could have given or given her like a hair extension just to kind of fill out her hair but she's got this just super thin super fine hair and I feel like which is gorgeous I guess like most people look at that and think oh her hair is so beautiful Robin has better hair than Danica McKellar. What? She absolutely like this is for her awesome. hair is nice and full. It's like and crazy as hair people. No, but it's really nice. And so I just feel like you're on television. Let's get her some kind of weave that <laughs> accentuates all of that and makes her fills her hair out and makes yes. it look a little more luxurious. Well, and they do the curls that we all do in our bathroom. When we're trying to make it look like something else. Oh, with, like, the flat end, because you don't actually curl the bottom because you're scared of burning your fingers. Right. Like, correct. that's kind of like my hair is right now. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, the makeup doesn't look any different. No comment. No. <laughs> well, because what can I say? Um, but, and also before she goes, it's like, this is the moment where Auntie gives her the family heirloom necklace. Oh, she does. That's right. Sorry. And it's this whole big deal from her mother and how her mother was so adventurous. And so she has this necklace and it gives her faith that she can go have this mysterious yeah. evening. Well, this is where we learn she has a dead mother, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. The dead people. By the way, um, <laughs> more dead people. Leanne, mm -hmm. in, in our last podcast, anytime I say Beth, I really mean Leanne. <laughs> oh, was that, was that her name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just saying. All right. Anyway, whatever. So um, she gets to the ball. We can get there now. Yeah. And... The I'll first... stop talking. Yes, we'll go to the ball. <laughs> no, it's fine. Got it. So we get to the ball, and the first guy she finds, she thinks is Henry, which is not, because the mask covers all of, again, 10% of your face, so you can't tell. Yes, imagine putting on... He has different hair color. <laughs> imagine putting on an, a mask that only covers your eyes and still being confused about who people are. Your best Straight friend. Up. Yeah, your best friend that you've known for now. I'm, 15 years? 10, 15 years? I'm gonna end. Sorry, go ahead. It's fine. I'm just gonna, like, not insult our audience's intelligence <laughs> and assume that if y'all knew you were going to meet your best friend and that their eyes, just their eyes, might be covered, you would still be able to recognize them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't even have the same eye color in the movie, but that's a whole nother. Um, I'm sorry. The thing that bothers me a little bit about this is, and Reagan and I have talked about this because Reagan and I have issues. Well, she doesn't have issues. I have issues. Um, I don't like walking into a very populated place by myself. We did talk about this. And Henry invites her, but Henry works at the Botanical Garden, so he's, like, obviously involved. Yes, he's zhuzhing around. And she just walks into this thing by herself and goes looking for Henry. And I'm thinking to myself, if someone's inviting you to a ball and you're getting all gussied up, like, you are walking me into that shit. I'm just saying. See, and this is where Robin and I part ways, because... Reagan wants to strut her ass in there and get everybody looking at her. I... No, I just... But also, if I'm wearing that colored dress, I, I look washed out, and I don't really want anyone to know what I look like anyway. White girl in a white dress. <laughs> That's not your jam. No, no I don't... It means purity, and there's nothing pure. I don't enjoy a white dress either. I feel like white dress on a... Like, even for my wedding, I wore, like, a... My wedding dress is like a blush color. Yeah. We should pop that out somewhere. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Mine so, was too. It was called Vanilla Sky. Oh, very nice. I know. I um, fit, so okay. for me, I don't have a problem walking into somewhere by myself. Like, especially for me, like if I know that I look good, which I would know that I would, that I would be looking. Because I didn't buy your dress for you. <laughs> 
because I bought my own freaking dress and I did my own makeup and I did my hair. No, I mean, but just when you know you look glamorous, I don't have a problem walking in by myself. That's not a problem for me. But I guess here's my thing. In the, in the, in the information age, and we've all got cell phones in business, I would be texting um, Henry to be like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? You know? Which bar are you located by? Exactly. Right. Because I need a drink right now. Yeah. Stat. Um, okay. I, and I think I'd be okay. I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. My thing is, I tend to have anxiety attacks before I walk into something. So she does find him finally. And... And I'm rolling my eyes at Helen this whole time. Yeah, because you're just like, really, Helen? Um, she walks up to this guy and starts talking to him like he's Henry. Not even waiting to see his face. Just walks right up to him. And then when the guy who looks like he doesn't has this expression of dumbfounded idiotic. Because he's not Henry. Because he's not Henry and doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's like, oh, you're not Henry. I thought you were someone else. Well, no shit. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. So that being said... I need to go to a masquerade ball at some point in my life because that looks hella fun. It does look hella fun. I want to go. Right. I love stuff like that. Um, and I wouldn't mind going with Cameron Matheson. No, that's that's totally on the table. So he's got great lines, first of all, because she finds him and he's not wearing a mask, which is which I think is hilarious that when mm-hmm. she does actually find him, he's he's just plain as day. Like Yeah, he's just Henry. Yeah. So With his fine ass. With his fine ass. So he says... This is not my look. And I love it because, like, it's just hilarious because he's wearing, like, he's a tuxedo and he's like, this is not my look, you know? And I yeah, just love totally that. he's totally being real. Yeah. Just by the, the way. Yeah. And, and we make this statement at the end, but I'm just throwing it out here. At this point, we know that Cameron Matheson is probably the best actor that's ever been in a Hallmark movie. He can take these lines that are so corny and horrible mm-hmm. with anybody else, and yeah. he makes you believe them. Like, it's so believable the way he acts it out. We love it's him. a full thing. He does this whole personality thing. He seems genuine. I'm just saying. He okay. pulls it off. I'm going to say a couple things right here. Number right. one. She's going to tell me to shut up. No. Okay. Everything you are saying is spot on. This podcast is brought to you by bourbon and rum cream. Yeah. <laughs> we should say that. Respectively. I'm drinking the bourbon. She's I drinking the ring for a today. <laughs> it's okay. Secondly, this is going to be a straight up Cameron Matheson love fest. So if y'all can't take that, just turn it off. Oh, my ovaries were like, let's do this. <laughs> they we, were like throbbing. They're like, he looks good. We dig him so much. So anyway, my ovaries were not because they were in a moment. I had to talk you off the ledge. No. <laughs> My ovaries are so done. Her her so, handle everywhere else is one and done, Reagan. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm not having no more of these kids. Okay. I love mine. <laughs> He's enough. So, okay. What I wrote in my notes at this point is the whole I'm just Helen pity party while she's wearing a ball gown at a fabulous party is not making me feel sorry for her in the least. No. You live in fucking New York City. Yeah. You're a florist. What a great job, right? In a, in a great city. Where, you own and now, it, and you're in your 30s. Yes, and you're at this fucking fabulous ball wearing a ball gown, and you're standing next to this fabulous man. What Who is, is the most fabulous looking man? What is there to be less than confident about? I'm totally, I don't get it. I no. don't get her at all. I don't know if I believe that I deserved it, but I'd be working that shit. I wrote, she better open up her eyes. He is a slice of delicious. <laughs> anyway, okay. So they toast... To taking chances, and they step out on the dance floor, which is super fun. So they're about to get their dance on, like, uh, uh, uh. Um, so... Reagan's got the boobs, and I look like a white girl dancing. I'm just... 
white girl. No, my moves are pretty white girl as well. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. they're still more black than mine. <laughs> I sent Robin this morning a picture of Dallas dancing because the boys I told are downstairs playing. They're downstairs playing, and I told him that his buddy Ryan was coming over and Miss Robin were coming over, and so he did like a dance for me. He's and like shimming, and it's. It's basically awesome. me dancing. It's hysterical. <laughs> but on Dallas, which is amazing. It's great. It is so great to have a tiny version of yourself and, doing things. Because they have no inhibition at that point. Yeah. And they're like, I'm five. The world is great. Everything yeah. is all about me. They'll I'm do amazing. anything we ask them to do, which is fantastic. And there's no, there's no shyness about it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So sorry. They step out on the dance floor. Yeah. Like two minutes later, Henry gets stolen away by his boss. Okay. First of all, no. <laughs> First of all, yes. If I was on the dance floor and my boss came over to me and was like, Reagan, I need to talk to you. I'd be like, peace out, homegirl. <laughs> I need to go talk to my boss. Because <laughs> that's how I deal with work. <laughs> yes, but what we find out is that apparently the botanical gardens. Okay, Financial this, trouble. First of all, this shit, Hallmark. We got to talk about reality. I am tired of these businesses <laughs> that wait until the last second to decide if they're going to keep the doors open or not. You got the botanical gardens in New York freaking city. This is so unbelievable. And they're like, they're like, we got to go talk up this donor because if this guy doesn't buy us, we're screwed. Yeah. Don't you think you would have told him that before the night started? Believability. And here's the, the other thing that drives me nuts. I'm going to go up to Cameron, sorry, Henry, <laughs> and say, I need to steal you away to go talk this guy up. No, I'm sorry. If Henry has a gorgeous date, who is also into the plant world, she is coming with me. Yeah. Sorry, Reagan's giving me faces. No, I'm Anyway, a, so, I'm but I just feel like, so Cameron leaves, Henry leaves, and goes over to this big donor who's standing there with his wife. And I just, I've been a consultant for a while. Mm -hmm. When you go out and you do social events with clients or potential clients... You act like a human being. You don't act like a consultant who's trying to get their money. Right? Because you need to show them that you're a human being. Yes, you sense. still want to get the money, that, this, that, and the other. Sure. You can talk about work, but you still have to prove to them that you're a human because people tend to want to do business with people that they are friendly with. Right, right. So if I am at a ball and I am there with my wife, I am not going to trust the guy who leaves a girl on the dance floor to come talk to me. Bring your fucking girl with you. Yeah. And I you've mean, been talking up her freaking mystery rose, which apparently Mystery Man has on his lapel, which we find out later. Like, if which, you're trying to get a guy yeah. to invest in the botanical gardens, aren't you going to bring the girl that just entered a rose into the most fanciest competition in the world? I'm just saying. I mean, you're, you're, I have yeah, an issue. You're Obviously, I went off the rocker a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> Few stretches for me in that theory, but I get where you're going. <laughs> I understand you. where you're going. I understand where you're going. So, um, this leaves Helen alone and she goes walking through, there's like a silent auction at this gala. Big shock. Which, yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of a regular thing. I feel like they're trying to raise money, obviously. So they've got all these things mm -hmm. and there's this one. But it's one... not good enough because it's all about this guy. <laughs> okay. So, um. Because uh, no one in New York City knows anything about business. So this is where, and I, like, honestly, at this point. Everybody has had to convince Helen to do everything in this movie. Convince her to that she's got to get the the rose named. Yeah, we're 30 whatever. minutes in of an hour and a half movie, and we've already seemed 
seemed to come up with this theme. Yeah, um, Cameron, whatever, sorry, uh, Henry had to convince her to go to the ball. Now she's at this silent auction. She sees this painting that she loves, and I think it reminds her like of her and her mother or something like that. It's like yeah. this her and lavender her mom, field. And by type the way, shit. we also find out her dad is dead too. <laughs> Big shocker. He was a navy man and an artist. Again. Dead parents are not funny, but just the fact that they come up in Hallmark so friggin' often. It's part of the formula. Just, yeah, it just, it's comical in the sense that, like, that's, like, the thing they feel like they need yeah. to do. Anyway, so. Now that it's funny, but again, it's one of those things. You know, you're blind dating on Match.com. The first guy you meet ends up with a drug addiction. <laughs> not fun, right? You break up with him. By the time you hit the 10th person that has a drug addiction, you do laugh about it. Because at that point, it's just like, really? What the fuck? Exactly. It's more about the prevalency of it as opposed to just it the itself. Actual, yeah. Right. So anyway. So, she... so we got dead mommy issues, dead daddy issues. Correct. We got a picture. She starts oversharing to this stranger. Who is Mr. Charming has come back with yes. a mask. Yes. That covers 10% of his face. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't we're even think he's that attractive. We're not even boy. 30 minutes in. We're 17 minutes into this movie. and <gasps> I actually wrote that down. And the overshare, 17 minutes in. That's right. <laughs> and she overshares to him about her dying mother at 10, and how her mother died at 10. Um, he's wearing one of her mystery roses and asks if she works at the Botanical Gardens. And what's so funny, too, again, about... I just... The mystery stuff, I actually don't like it when people try to be mysterious. So I get that, like, she's met this masked man. And I get that, you know, she's a hopeless romantic and she wants whatever this encounter is because, you know, I don't know. I think she feels like it's like kismet or something that she's met this masked man. She wants it to be mysterious and she wants it to feel exciting. I get mystery breeds excitement. But at the same time, it just kind of feels like she like he asks her if she works in the botanical gardens and she gives kind of this nebulous answer. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. What is the freaking point of that? Like you don't work there, so just say no. You don't yeah. have to tell him where you work. He could think there's a multitude of occupations that you could have. You live in New York City. You could be a garbage woman. You could be an airline pilot. <laughs> you could be a kept woman. You could be a kept woman. <laughs> Bye, Henry. And I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Sorry, mine traveling in a different yeah. direction. He's one of the only men that could keep me, I think. <laughs> wow. All right. Anywho. So, but yeah. Completely... Him and Andrew Walker. Anyway. <laughs> her, guys, her and Andrew Walker is ridiculous. It is straight up ridiculous. Like, Reagan, <laughs> calm it down. I'll calm it down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Husband downstairs. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, but just that felt really needless to me. And just mystery for the sake well, so of you, creating mystery, which is just stupid. I don't think you have to create it, but I, I've shared this story before. When I went to London, mm -hmm. the guy. like I went to a couple of different places and the same guy was there every time I went there throughout different days. He was there by himself. I was there by myself. We kept making eye contact, but we never really spoke to each other at all. And you know what? I love that story. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's just probably because I wasn't, I didn't want to find anybody. I was on a trip. Mm-hmm. It's a fun story. Mm -hmm. Gets you at the feels. Sure. But yet at the same time, I don't have to worry about if he's a drug addict, if he's an alcoholic, <laughs> if he has a lame ass job, or if he lives with his mama. Because Correct. I am just not there. And I don't want to know any of that stuff. Because it was beautiful for what it is. And that's fine if that's all it's going to be. But then later, to pine away with the stupid masked man. Yeah. 
please. Right, right. Yeah, if you're going to actually end up looking for him later and think you're going to be in a relationship, what the hell was the point of all that? All right, anyway, so more anonymity. She wants to also not tell him her name. No names. No and, names. But then she's going to opine about how flowers help us connect. And what all these flowers mean, because no one seems to know anything. Like, don't we all know that by now? Well, and then you don't tell him your name, but you've told him your whole fucking life story. So yeah. I'm just confused about how how much mystery there is to have. Mm-hmm. And our kids are downstairs. You probably can hear them. I'm just going to say that, too. <laughs> they are dressing up and playing and just don't There's mind any There's a turtle and a Power Ranger. So who knows focus what's happening. In on us. Yeah, focus in on us. Anyway. <laughs> So, they probably have no idea what we're talking about. So at the same we time... We can hear a child of some sort hitting a wall. <laughs> <laughs> and we're hoping that Reagan's husband is making sure that no one's going to end up in the hospital. Yes, that's that's really where we're at right now. I think he can do it. So um, <laughs> there's some old biddy there who... Oh my gosh, this is so funny. ...is about to bid on her painting. So she writes down a number. She decides, like, homeboy convinces okay. her. Masked homeboy depen- yeah, convinces has to her. Convince her. Yes, that she should actually go ahead and bid on the painting. It's a lot of money, but she's like, I'm yeah. going to do it. It's a lot of money, but it reminds her of her childhood. She, she writes yeah. down this thing. But the funniest thing in this whole thing, and I made Reagan rewind it so we could see this again. There is this woman, it's complete extra, but an older woman who walks by right as Winnie Cooper puts down her bid <laughs> and does this weird face like, that is not enough money for that painting. Like complete judgment. <laughs> complete judgment yeah she's probably one of these women that lives in like some brownstone on the upper east side and she's like bitch i got that times 20 in the bank yeah like that's lunch <laughs> like <laughs> that, that was what my lunch at the boathouse cost <laughs> yeah anyway it was hysterical Sorry. anyway but yeah this other old bitty way outbids her yeah so then she runs back over and outbids the lady which i was like go girl yes <laughs> and then old bitty is standing there watching and it's starting to head over. Yes. So masked man mm-hmm. interferes. Yes. And he kind of like starts flirting with old Biddy. <laughs> so that she can distract her. <laughs> because as we find out, the bidding is over in like 5.2 seconds. So he but, just has to distract her for six seconds. This was more Scooby-Doo shit. Where he like created a diversion. <laughs> <laughs> created a version. This is going to be my mission. In every Hallmark movie, I'm going to find a Scooby-Doo moment. Go for it. And shout that out on this podcast because... And maybe at one point we'll get highlight shaggy. Remember that in (laughs) Scooby-Doo? Create a diversion. That was like the best. Meddling kids. These meddling kids. All right. Anyway, so he created a diversion, headed off this bitty, flirted with her a little bit, and then they took all the clipboards. So... Yeah. Silent auction over, apparently. Yeah. Then they go dancing, and this is Reagan's favorite part. Wait, wait, wait. What did I say? (laughs) Because when they go dancing... Masked man, one person comes up, touches masked man on the shoulder, and says, you are needed. Oh. And they walk off. <laughs> right. And dun, 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 guess what race the mystery man is? <laughs> this is the only black person in this movie. Is... And he's like the bodyguard. <laughs> he's like, he looks like a flipping bouncer who comes over. That was actually what Robin called him when we were watching the movie. He comes over to whisk masked man away. Like, yeah. I-, I don't know. This felt like some, again, some Christian Grey shit, <laughs> where, like, Masked Man is Christian Grey, but he's got a whole gaggle of, like, peeps, bodyguards, and, and, and butlers. He's a... <laughs> so He's not that important, we find out later. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, a lawyer or something. Because silly little Danica Patrick ruins his career. Yeah, that's a whole Danica Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Danica McKellar. <laughs> McKellar. Patrick's... <laughs> 
<laughs> we need to edit that out. Paul Walker. No, we're not. Danica. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Danica Patrick. I'm calling you on this, Robin. Put down the rum cream. Danica. You can't get the names right. All right, I'm just going to go hide in the corner now. She is not skiing. <laughs> skiing? Isn't Danica Patrick a skier? No, she's a race car driver. Oh! <laughs> there, if you don't edit out my shit, you're leaving that in. All right, fine. We'll leave it all in. All right. So, oh, now that I feel like an idiot. Token black guy comes to whisk away this guy. He's yeah. like a, you know, like I said, a The skinny white guy that can't do anything for security himself. Security so guard or a butler or something. Do it for him. Right. So, um, anyway, but what's hilarious is that he drops his mystery rose boutonniere. <gasps> this is very Cinderella. There are so many homages to other to Disney. love stories. I it's... mean, you might as well have just had a pet tiger just thrown in for fun. <laughs> There's Cyrano de Bergerac, there's Cinderella, there's all these sort of homages to these other love stories. So anyway, so he drops his mystery rose, she picks it up as if it's like the glass slipper. Yeah. And, you know, although I kind of feel like we never see the boutonniere again. No. Like they didn't pick up where it left off anywhere in the movie. No, it just dies. It dies right here. Yeah. The boutonniere, the whole mystery rose thing dies. As soon as she picks it up. Yeah. Well, no, there's a whole thing where she has to name it later, but yeah. At okay. this point, Henry comes back. Yes. And I feel freaking bad for Henry. Because so Henry's, bad. like, trying to talk up this guy to save his job. And then he comes back to the love of his life. Save the gardens. Who is gushing about a masked man. Yes. So and she... when I say gushing, I mean, like, y'all, if Reagan talked to me like that, I'd be like, you need to quit. Right. it's a little too sickening. It's like, a be lot. excited, but... Yeah, calm it down. So he's asking her a bunch of questions about this mystery guy, because she's just like, oh. Because he comes back all apologetic. Like, I'm yeah. so sorry that I left you. Like, I, w- I had to go to this meeting. Like, we're just yeah. blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, she doesn't even care because she met this masked hottie and, like, you she know. This amazing mystery yes. night, and it's been amazing. Best yes. night of her life. It's been amazing without you, Henry. She might as well have said. No. So terrible. Anyway. My ovaries were crying. Um, so... She also finds out at this point that her little painting was stolen from under her. So old bitty. Yeah, she goes to pick it up. Yeah. Because she thought she won it because she was the last person to bid, apparently. And someone stole the clipboard and bid on it. Exactly. So she's pissed. Henry's all apologetic. Right. This is, this is what I, this, you can tell where my concentration was. My notes go, poor Henry. Her hair is horrible. She looks like an old spinster. <laughs> Well, because he's walking her to the door at this point, right? Yeah. And then they get to the door, and, like, it's just like, okay, good night. And then she, like, walks in the house, and I'm like, man, she didn't even hug any of that delicious before she left. Whatever. No. no. Oh, I hug all delicious. Yeah. There's no reason not to. As long as possible. Anyway. um, So she got no info from this masked dude. Because she didn't want to, and I'm kind of mad at her peeps. Because the next day she's telling them about this, and they're like, no, you need to go follow that. Yeah. Follow up. And I'm like, no, just let me have my moment. I had my little excitement. Now I can go back to my boring life with my crazy <laughs> hair and my spinster looks. But no, her blondie friend, Beth, is not going to let that happen. No. Because she is going to use her crazy stalking techniques to find Okay, it's not crazy stalking. <laughs> it's common sense. And at this point, I think we did, I did say this during the movie. I would have done this. How did they find him again? They looked up, because he had the mystery rose, so they knew that he had to purchase his boutonniere from their shop, because they're the only one that that's does right. it. They went through the receipts, as they we would say. They went through the receipts, like, and then they couldn't find it at first, and then they did, anyway. And she sends her off that minute to go find him. She's like, you need yeah. to go find him, like, but right now. at this point, I also put, 
dumb blonde Beth to the rescue, crazy eyes, white girl style. <laughs> she does have some crazy looks. Does she have some crazy eyes? She's I can't nuts. remember. Okay. So they find out his name is Charles Bradfield. Because, right. and at this point, I've nicknamed him the white trust fund guy. <laughs> because if you're thinking trust fund, the name that pops into your head is Charles Bradfield. So hold on a minute, because... I just have to interject. This is the first time that we see these boots that she's wearing in this movie. Oh my gosh. I know that thick chunky heel may potentially be coming back. There's like you a see it everywhere. There's like no. a sparkle on them though or something or like a it's metallic like straight up cheap ass rubber. Oh my god. No, it's like they're like they're like velvet boots or something. Yeah, but the heel is rubber. Listen, y'all, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the tapes and I'm going to get a picture cuz I already have a picture of her in the pants later. So, and at this point, I also say, oh my god, Beth, back the fuck off. Because Beth, Beth is like, we found the guy, you need to go find him now. So what, what does Helen do? She goes and gets Henry, because Henry's gonna help her find him. Because yeah. Henry's her best friend, even though she knows she's in love with him. She won't admit it at this point. This was so, like... And all I put is hot botanist, <laughs> I love you, Henry, I'm at your service. Yes, yes, I need servicing. <laughs> what was I drinking when... I wow. don't think we were drinking at all. I think so, I was drinking water. <laughs> it was pretty much water. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, she goes and finds, of course, like, because she's just, it feels like the entire she movie, she is just rubbing his nose in the fact yes. that she has met this man. And, but Hen to his credit, though, yeah, Henry's either the most amazing best gay friend ever, <laughs> or he is so in love with her that he wants her to have whatever she wants. My and it's best gay friend. Yeah. <laughs> That was for you, America. That was for you. <laughs> I have to sing something every time, so. Reagan's going to have a debut album Why in not about that? a year. I'm going to be her backup singer. It's just all going to be really short it's songs. It's going to be great. It's going to be like Michael Jackson and Cheryl Crow. It's going to be all it. Reagan's going to look all nice and popping. I don't and know. And I'm going to look that. like a hippie in the background. That's great. All right. All right. So, <laughs> um, I just wrote, by the way, I can't take her boots. So. Henry does some research and for some reason seems to be rooting for her to find this guy. I don't really get it. I think it's because she's happy. And at yeah. this point, we get the feeling that she's never had this much excitement in her life. She's never looked excited about a damn thing. She looks pained that she's created this amazingly beautiful rose that she has to name. Yeah, but so... So, so she's happy. She is. She is. But she goes to... Henry, and then they go to find Charles because all she has is a name still. So, so they, they were go to find up, yeah, the, yeah the list at the botanical gardens for the event exactly. And so then they she ends up running after some man who looks like Charles, who she thinks looks like Charles because I think it didn't turn up anything. So then she yeah. she sees some man and it's so desperate that she starts like running up after him and then it's not him. Yeah, but then she's still overshare. She ha we haven't done this before. <laughs> Ten fucking minutes ago. Remember that? You know when you wave at somebody who's not who you thought they were? Yeah. And you're like, hey, and you try to play it off? Like, like, this is what I do. I either say hi or I wave, and it's so obviously awkward right. that I'm like, you know what? If I've already made this faux pas, I'm going to make this a story that they can tell someone and laugh about. Yes. So then I just go all, all guns blazing in it. Right. And it just... I'm ridiculous. I'm yeah, just, I get, yeah. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I like. I, it's so embarrassing. Wow. No, it just. It's so embarrassing when that happens. So, um, she pours her heart out to this man about some like orange blossoms and proposals, and this time she thought it would be her fairy tale, and it's kind of sad. Like it's just like it's pathetic. 
Yeah, really bad. Um, again, with the oversharing. The um, next note I have, and I have no idea what this pertains to. Yeah. But I said she just photobombs everything, proposals and weddings. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, there's a proposal. Oh, I know what it is. That's right. In the she, snow, right? She's walking. They find, they find the creeper, the creeper mystery man. She's mm-hmm. walking with him. Oh my gosh, did I skip a whole bunch of stuff? I don't know. I guess she... They... Okay. Henry ends up finding the guy. Because yes. he's randomly at a coffee truck. That's what happens. Yes. And he hears the guy... Like, you know how when you give someone... You, if you're in retail, you know this. If someone gives you a credit card, you're supposed to read their name so that when you hand them back the card, you use their name. Yes. It makes them feel a connection and then they end up Thanks, buying Janice. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, at a coffee food truck, because apparently they follow these rules... The food truck guy goes, thanks, Mr. Charles Bradford. <laughs> Bradfield. Bradfield. Bradford. Whatever. It's the same trust fund name. Exactly. And so, Henry's like, Charles Bradfield? Yeah. Were and you at this blah, blah, yes. blah? And good old Henry, he, 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 he makes the connection. Grabs him, makes the connection. Does what he's got to do for Helen. Yes. Um, so, Henry and Helen meet up, and she's about to tell him, so, okay, what we what we neglected to say as well is that well, in the I space of this, I'm horrible at this no, point. it's fine. In the space of this, while while Henry is finding Charles Bradfield for Helen, Helen has been talking to her aunt, her aunt Carol, and her aunt Carol's like, you know, like I know you're looking for this guy and whatever, or you're disappointed that you didn't find this guy, but like, what about Henry? Like, like, Henry's been here from the beginning. Yes. And it's, he's so great for you. And you guys are such great friends. Like, don't you feel like you, like, is there something there? Or could there be something there? I don't think she asked. I think she says, it's obvious that you love him. Yeah. Uh, she probably, yeah, she and did. And she finally admits it. Yeah. So then, when they meet up, she's about to tell Henry that she has feelings for him. You're like, hey, let's give this a shot. Hi, yeah, hi and guy. it's one of these, like, typical TV moments where it's like, no, I have something first. to tell you. Yeah, no, right. No, you go first. No, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. And the wrong person goes first. Because so, <laughs> this isn't cliche at all. And in this case, I'm it's Henry. I'm at this point. Yeah. And in this case, it's Henry. Well, because it's so, like, you've seen this 48 million times. So it's Henry, and he says, I found Charles Bradfield. And so then all of her love for Henry goes out the flipping window. <laughs> And she's, she's like, excited. yeah, so because her ovaries are burning again. And she's like, where you find Charles? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> she forgets that she loved Henry all that 10 minutes. So, and he brings him to her. Oh, yeah. Like, he's right there. Yeah. He's, because this guy has nothing to do yes. with his life. So they're in a, they're in an art gallery, right? And I think that's yeah. where they end up catching up is they're oh, in they this do, art gallery. Right. Or maybe that's the date that they set up. But either way. It doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Helen and Charles end up in this art gallery and they're catching up and he tells her he went looking for her. Right. Yeah, I know. And he's a traveling lawyer, basically. Um, and then. So, yeah, that's what it is. So Henry... He's boring. Henry sets it up for them to sit in the art gallery that's at the Botanical Gardens or near the Botanical Gardens. And then mm-hmm. they're chatting and catching up. Then they break off. And I think they've, like, figured it out. You know, they've exchanged information and whatever. And so they're going to, you know, make they're a date later. Thing. Right. But she comes back out to the, like, bench in the Botanical Gardens where Henry is. Because mm-hmm. Henry's just been giving them their time. So she comes out to tell... Awesome. He is freaking awesome. And he she tells him all about their meetup and, mm-hmm. and their exchange. So, whatever. I, like, I don't know. She thinks that because he travels, he's perfect. I'm just thinking, that's you being alone for a lot of the time. But She anyway. thinks he's perfect because she had this exciting night. And again, I had an exciting time with Mr. No Name in London. 
but I don't know any of this shit. Right. And if I did, I'm not going to act like it's cool just because we have this cool moment. Exactly. So, um, she's all confident now. When you watch the movie, just pay attention to her facial expressions. And, and so what it is, is I made Ryan, I made Reagan actually go back and replay this a couple times. And I think we might have a video clip. If not, we're going to go back and find one and we will definitely put it on Instagram because her facial expressions are cray cray. They're so crazy. But what she ends up naming this thing is the Crystal Valentine Rose. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, because that's not pathetic. It's so lame. Anyway. So, and I do have to point out at this point, again, a pet peeve, because y'all know that if I'm going to say something, it's going to be a pet peeve. She wears a blazer over top of a blouse as she's working in the back of a florist shop. Like, outside, manning the desk, selling to customers, totally get it. Being a professional, totally get it. This whole, I'm going to be cutting flowers and cutting thorns off of roses and flower decorating, and you're going to wear the most constricting blazer that I've ever seen <laughs> with an apron over top. This just yeah. doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, this isn't... a problem with that. And this... she does it every fucking time she's in this back room. This isn't a dress for the job you want type situation. Like, you own the flower shop. So yeah. just dress for the job you have. Yeah. <laughs> But even still, I mean, you wear the blazer outside, you take it off. Sure. When you're delivering flowers, you wear the blazer. When you're not, yeah. you just take it off. It's yeah. Fine. When you're cutting thorns. Because the last thing you need is to get a thorn stuck in your blazer In arm. your wool blazer. I mean, right. really. In your tweed blazer. Okay. So, um, this is good stuff. So, Henry and his boss are now at a diner fighting, basically. <laughs> not fist fighting, but just no, arguing. arguing. Um, the two of them are just kind of arguing about the doors of the botanical garden staying open. So yeah. this to me, again, just so unrealistic. New York City Botanical Gardens. <laughs> because there's not a trust or a board that's running any of this shit. Correctly. A bunch it's of rich people in New York City are going to make one sure the damn... One balding guy right. and Henry Hart. The damn gardens are going to stay open. But anyway, and apparently... it's all Henry's problem. It's very at risk. So, uh, yes, and Henry's the only person who can save this. Mm -hmm. So, um... There, so now Henry and Charles just keep running into each other all over the damn city. I mean, really? Yeah. So Charles ends up walking into this diner that becomes kind of like the diner where everybody meets up. But they end up walking. He ends up walking into this diner um, where uh, Henry is with his boss, and um, Charles yeah. start, starts talking about how amazing Helen is, basically. Yeah. Because and that's not rubbing his nose in it either. Yeah, it's just so much rubbing his nose in this whole thing. And I'm just saying, guys, if any guys listen to this. If you're on a date with an amazing woman that you really like and another guy has introduced you, do you go up to that guy and just talk it up like that? Because <laughs> I just feel like, like, yeah. no. No, that's not, no. that's not a thing. Like, if Reagan set me up with one of her friends, that's one thing. But if Reagan is single, no disrespect to Jason, if Reagan and were to be single and she's had this friend that she's known for years and she says, hey, I think you should date this guy and I've known him forever and then she talks so lovingly about him. I am not going on a date with that guy. Oh, yeah. That's I am not point. getting involved in that shit. That's a good point. Because it, it would just feel a little too... It would be weird. Yeah. I hear that. I I'd hear be that. like, yeah, she doesn't know. <laughs> so, but seriously, I think Henry is starting to doubt his own helpfulness at this point. And this is yes. where it starts to become very Cyrano de Bergerac because... Um, although he does seem to doubt his own helpfulness, he starts to help Charles. He gets too involved. He gets too involved. Absolutely. He gets too fucking involved. And he starts like, he, it's fire like he this gift. 
take her to this restaurant. Like, it just gets way too weird. Oh, Charles is like, I like her. I really want to take her out somewhere special. And he's yep. like, oh, you should. If that would mean the world to her. She's always, she's been dying to try this restaurant. Take her there. Yeah. To the point that Charles calls him, he's like my own personal Cupid. <laughs> yes. Ew. Okay. Weird. <laughs> Not a good choice. And I, I want to say, I think it's just meant to be good hearted. Like, he loves her so much and she's so happy. He just really wants to make this the fairy tale that she's always wanted. Sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. But no. But still. No. Um, so, and date night. Date night. Henry, so Helen's at the restaurant because he's already told Charles what restaurant to take her to. The yellow something or other. Yeah. I remember the name of they it. They had a date. And so. He's but late. Henry, yeah, he's late. And Henry's walk. so first of all, you late. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. So Henry's walking past the restaurant. <laughs> Happens to be walking by the same restaurant. It's because, okay, let's, I'm just keeping it real. Keep it real. I would completely do that. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I'm spying on that shit. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, so it is unconfirmed that this is just on his way home or... <laughs> <laughs> happens to be walking by. He is everywhere. Exactly. In fucking finance jeans. But oh. he sees her sitting. He sees her sitting at the restaurant uh, by herself, and so Henry walks into the restaurant. Like, yeah, because it's not like she's there on a date. I mean, he could have been in the bathroom. Yeah. But no, I mean, you can kind of tell she's kind of upset. But. Right. But so he keeps her company until Charles shows up, which is way fucking awkward when he does. But anyway, yeah. so um, you know, they're talking about how oh, this taking chances thing is really taking off, and. You know, I'm like, you're not taking chances. You're following everybody's instructions. Like, everybody has led her to this point of, go find him. You're following what everyone else wants you to do instead of your own heart. Yeah, Blondie was the one who was like, go find him. Charles, or uh, Henry's the one who's, like, crazy eyes. Henry's the one who's, like, setting up all these dates and leading everybody through this. Like, it's so annoying. Well, and it's, the the reason it's more annoying is because it's what Henry would do with her. Mm -hmm. And that's why she loves it. And Mm -hmm. so you find out. She's falling for this Charles guy because Who's... he's doing all these things that she loves because yeah. Henry's the one that knows that she loves it. Right. And so she's falling for this guy under completely fake, you know, a pretense. Right. Like, she's falling in love with Harry. Or, sorry, not Harry. Henry. Henry. <laughs> she's falling in love with Henry mm-hmm. disguised as Charles. It's so odd. But they're, again, it's very Cyrano de Bergerac. It's like you're in the ear of the person telling them what to say, and yes. then they're saying all the things that you want to be saying to this and person. It, like, okay, so Henry even give, like tells Charles, you know, for Valentine's Day, you have to make it amazing. I don't even know where this is, but... Way later. Okay. <laughs> then I'll shut there. up. All right. So, but again, I love, though, because... Um, I love Henry, that Henry just cut in, though. He's like, that guy's late. I'm taking, I'm taking a spot. He did. And he tells her, he reminds her of this fab- fabulous story of her jumping off the rock. And yes. she only jumped off the rock when she held his hand. Like, c- please. Yeah, girl. I was like, if at I that had point, that story, I was like... First of all, I was head over heels in love with this guy in college named Dave. Mm-hmm. I would do anything for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he came back into my life and was single... Even though he's probably nothing like that, and he's not single, he's happily married, has a kid. But I'm just saying, like, just theoretically. Yes. Person I was in love with in college comes back into my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm exactly. tapping that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> get it, girl. So, um, anyway, but I fell in love with the story that she wouldn't, she wouldn't cliff dive until he held her hand, and she wished she'd done it sooner, and he was there to help her through it. Absolutely. But again, the thing that I like about Henry is everyone else in this fucking movie is telling her what to do, like they're her mom. Henry guides her. 
But Henry is, like, building her up the whole time, too. Yeah, he is. He's like, you've got this. Why are you, you know, why are you struggling? You've got this. You know, I'll hold your hand if that's what you need, but Mm -hmm. it's all you. Exactly. Love that. So the Mm. next day, Henry shows up to the shop. She has named, and he is always showing up to this shop. Anyway. He does. He just walks in because he pretty much owns it. I'm like, no wonder the botanical gardens are going down the toilet. Like, (laughs) you are never at work. Anyway. So she. just for lunch. (laughs) Whatever. So she has named the flower. Afternoon Delight. (laughs) That's what she should have named it. And sent the application. So she is... She has it in. She's got all this confidence based on things other people are doing for her. But anyway, she thinks it's all herself, though. She's ready to take credit for it. And I have the note here, too, that... So she tells Henry all about this. And Henry's like, well, if you get to go, can I be your plus one? I'm thinking to myself, if she goes and she wins this prize and he's not her plus one... He needs to get a new friend. Yeah. That is not a friend. <laughs> exactly. That is a selfish ass bitch. So this is where we learn that she's named it the Crystal Valentine Rose. Which and I puked. I just rolled my eyes because I was I just literally like, threw up that's in my a mouth. stupid ass name. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get. And she, she says. called it like Lestat or something because it looked like blood <laughs> running through veins, right? Give well, it a creepy ass name. And she says, how is, she says it's since she's been taking all of these leaps, she calls it the Crystal Valentine Rose. I'm like, how is taking leap. leaps about a Crystal Valentine Rose? I don't understand no. the connection at all. No. Anyway. So. Bad writing. Helen invites Henry over for dinner. Like, it's just going to be the two of them. So she oh, asks. Oh, this is horrible. So bad. Can you come to dinner tonight? And he. Or, no, she goes, what are you doing place? for dinner? Yeah. And he's like, I don't have any plans. She's like, do you want to come over? To my house for dinner, and I'll make dinner. And you see him like, oh my god, it's happening. Yeah. And, and he, then she she's drops like, yes. the bomb. She goes, oh, because Aunt Charles, or Aunt yeah. Charles? <laughs> Aunt Carol. So Aunt Carol and okay, Charles. you were just as bad as I am today, and I love I know, this. it's so it makes bad. makes me feel better about myself. Um, they're going to be there, too. And she's like, I might have a real Valentine this year. I know. Oh my and you, god. That's where I puked in my mouth. <laughs> yes. And Henry is just crushed. And you can see him visually crushed. And oh. how does Winnie Cooper not see it? You feel so bad for him at this point. I mean, you crushed Fred Savage for so many years. You know what that looks Exactly. Yeah. So, clearly, I think, they, did they go to the dinner already? I don't know. No. But Charles and Henry end up meeting up again to talk about how Charles, oh no, no, this is beforehand. Because... This this time Charles I think reaches out to Henry because he yeah because remember he brings it to the dinner so um, yeah before they go to dinner anyway Charles and Henry end up being together and Henry's like listen you know did you get her anything for Valentine's Day right and he's like oh I'm just gonna get flowers and whatever which okay you've been dating for like a week if you show up with anything but flowers yeah and chocolate I'm gonna think where did this guy find this information? How is he stalking me? And how does he know this? What is your angle, homeboy? Yeah, because you're getting a little too creepy. I'm suspicious as hell. This is starting to be some 48 hours. But Henry (laughs) has found this first edition Emily Dickinson poem book and knows that Helen loves Emily Dickinson. Of course she does. I've bought this for her, but why don't you give it to her? Because it's going to mean the world to her. And it's like a real big in. And at this point, I'm thinking, what the actual fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're completely screwing yourself over. He you are so focused on her being happy. Giving away all the goods. Which you're ruining it. But. It's admirable, but also stupid. And you can be stupid and admirable at the same time. You can be. I've been that before. I, I'm pretty sure I, I toe that line <laughs> every times. day. A few times. A few times. But, and, 
Reagan, you actually brought up this point after, because I think we paused it at this point, because mm-hmm. we were so fucking fed up with this movie. We were frustrated, yeah. Um, but it's just like, Charles takes the book and then looks at Henry and goes, are you sure you just don't want to give this to her? Wow, wow. And that was... That was a moment. Pretty powerful, yeah. I don't think Charles meant it the way we're taking it, but yet... Right. Hello? They wanted us to think that way, though. That, yeah. hello, Henry, don't you realize you're in love with this girl? And no guy that I have ever met that has feelings for a woman is okay with helping another guy get her. No, not Like, at this all. doesn't exist. This is maybe what our hopeless romantic sides, the females, want. Right. Like, the guy that just wants us to be happy, but no. No. No, not really. We want you to come and get us. So, anyway, um, Henry, so they're at the dinner. And Beth is at dinner, too, because she's, (laughs) she's a a waste of fucking space. I mean, really. What is she doing at dinner? This makes no sense to me. I don't know who she is. Step off. If she's, like, the stray cat that wandered in and they gave her a job and stuff. this is why. She's at the dinner because Henry's at the dinner. So she's thinking, okay, Helen, you're all hooked up with Charles Bradfield over here. Trust yeah. fund boy. I am good. This is my end to Henry because Henry is fine as hell. <laughs> yes, but it's so funny because through this whole dinner, like, Charles is like, yeah, I like poker. And, and I forget, Helen is like, oh, yeah. And, oh, this is so gross at the Henry's dinner. Henry's like, you don't like poker. I've tried to play with you numerous. I've tried to teach you. And then Beth is like, I like Jim Rummy. And I'm like, really? Yeah, stop talking, what Beth. the fuck? Stop talking. Just go away. But this is where it gets so gross. And I think yes. we've all seen women that we know do this. I've seen some guys do this, too. That's true. Where anybody who, you are so infatuated. And it's infatuation. It's not real. Right. Go ahead. But yeah, no, it's, you just start, you just pretend to like anything that this other person likes. Suddenly you are totally fine with abandoning all the things that you enjoy, all the people that you love, all of the friends that you have, all of the hobbies and things that you, that bring you joy. And in order to, yeah, in order to totally consume your life with somebody else's things that they like and things that they want to do and places that they love and people that they love. It is so gross to me to, like, and... Yeah, that you can just chop off your own personality and just assume another. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, just stop doing that. And I have to give Henry credit because he's trying to set up her fairy tale, but at the same time, he's questioning everything. Yes. She ends up making this carrot cake. And he's like, you hate carrot cake. And they're in the kitchen together. Yes, it's just Helen and Henry. Helen and Henry, yeah. Henry's going to tell... Helen that, oh, by the way, Mr. Moneybags doesn't like the Botanical Garden, so we're closing, and I'm going to have to jump ship. So he's going to try and tell her this. And here's the thing that I love about this scene. Who the fuck knows where Charles is? Right? Auntie is off doing something. Mm-hmm. Beth is... you know, Beth is the 15-year-old silly blonde that we all were or knew in high school or middle school. And she's just hopping around, laughing at everything Mr. Bradfield is saying, Mm because apparently they're amazing together. Mm -hmm. And Helen is doing the dishes in the kitchen that's closed off from wherever the rest of everybody else is. And Henry is standing there with a towel, drying the dishes. Yep. Okay, first of all, people, there's a dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) People don't wash or dry dishes on their own unless the dishwasher's full and you're too lazy to unload it. Hold on a damn minute, because this is great. Okay, so again, I told y'all how I I joined one of these 
Hallmark Facebook groups. Yes. It's and hysterical. Listen, I can't, I can't get to the level of just of sappy that these people are about these, these movies. So I'm definitely, I've decided that I'm definitely there as a plant just to like <laughs> reconnaissance, just, just, just insider information on yeah. how people feel about these movies. So a woman wrote a comment or, you know, posted a comment in the group about how funny it was. She was watching, I think she was actually watching My Secret Valentine because they do the same thing in that movie. Yes. Where they're drying, they're washing and drying dishes by hand. And she's like, why does nobody own a dishwasher? They're always like talking their problems over washing and drying dishes by hand. Why does anybody own a dishwasher? It was the most benign in innocent comment. And she clearly likes these movies. She's in this fucking group. But like they... These people started attacking her on these comments about Straight like, well, I don't own a dishwasher and stuff like, why you got to be talking about the movie? Like, it's okay that they wash dishes. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, it was so crazy yeah. to the point that I saw this and I messaged this woman. She didn't message me back, which made me a little bit irritated. But like, <laughs> well, I did I totally say to her, twitched. I said to her. Hey, I saw your comment in the group. I thought it was totally just funny. And I don't know why people feel the need to attack you. Like, I don't I understand agree. why they wash and dry dishes either. Like, because this is so odd. Here's <laughs> the next comment I have to say. Because everyone who loves Hallmark also loves HGTV. And y'all know I'm right. And how many fucking House Hunters episodes, which I admit, I love that show. I love but, House Hunters. <laughs> but I hate people, the people. I hate every single yes. couple. Because they, like, they do yoga once a week, and they have a $2 million budget for these houses. But you know, if they are in a kitchen and there is no dishwasher, they don't buy that house. So don't be defending. Yes. At the same time that they are complaining about the paint colors in the house, which, that is something you can change. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, don't attack this woman because she's asking about a, a simple comment about a dishwasher. Because yes. you guys are all watching House Hunters and saying, well, you can't spend that much money on a house that doesn't have a dishwasher. So just suck it. All right. Okay. Anyway, so but Henry's helping her, and it's sweet it because is Charles sweet. is off doing whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's like macking to Beth or whatever in the living room. Yeah, and so Helen's like, "Oh, and I have carrot cake for dessert." And Henry's like, "You hate carrot cake?" And she's like, "No, you know, I it's not my favorite, but I don't hate it." And he's like, "Okay, eat a piece." And then Beth comes in and yes, diversion. But I'm just like, yes, hold her feet to the fire. Thank you. Exactly. It was it was just really gross how she was just willing to. I I, I really wonder if she was gonna take the cake to the dining room and just start shoving her face with this cake because he liked it. I just don't Probably. know. I wonder. But here and here's the thing that bothers me the most about it, and it was a very small comment. And if you didn't go back and listen to it, you might have missed it. But Mr. Lawyer is talking about his job. And how much pressure and how much work it is. And I think it was Beth or maybe mm. Aunt Carol says something like, yeah, it's kind of like the florist at Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. Mother's Day's worse. And they're talking about the holidays that are really busy for the florist. And Mr. Bradfield mm -hmm. is just like, ha, well, I'm sure it's busy, but it's it's not like lawyer. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Homeboy? <laughs> yeah. I was like. And I think that they have no chemistry Homeboy, please. Yes. I hate people who think that their jobs are so much more important than other people's jobs. Yeah. Like, 
Oh my gosh. I just, I really couldn't at this point. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I totally forgot about this until I went through my notes and I was like, oh my gosh, there's that part. Yeah. At this point, I you hate know Charles. me straight enraged at stuff like that. Yes. I'm like, okay, you're done. Don't. I hate you. Just don't with me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fine. So, um, but any, so uh, the reason I bring this up is twofold. A, because the lawyer is fucking asshole Mm -hmm. second is because she talks about how busy it is at the shop the next day yes she gets this coffee that has a heart on top like those that latte art or whatever yeah um and and i forget the note but it was some note like i hope this helps you through your day yep henry drops it off because he's paying attention to everything Mm -hmm. and helen thinks it's charles and that he actually listened and he was being sweet but he's not anyway yeah, no, it's true. And then Beth is like, hey, can I get all hooked up with Henry? <laughs> and Helen's like, uh, no. I mean, well, she doesn't say no, but you know she wants to. Yeah, you can totally feel the tension in their conversation. So imagine that you have a friend that, that you're in love with. You're sort of in love. No, you have a friend that you are mildly attracted to. <laughs> no, she's in love with this guy. Okay, yeah. And your girlfriend or boyfriend as it were whoever's listening like wants to you know it's kind of like well get in on somebody and then somebody wants to get in on that right it's that whole thing of well i don't want them but i don't want you to have them and that's totally the vibe i really want them yes (laughs) but you but you who are asking me about henry forced me into fucking charles (laughs) it was your fault crazy eyes crazy eyes (laughs) okay anyway so um after this, Henry actually ends up running into Beth at the coffee shop. Oh, this is hysterical because I know where you're going to go with this in a minute. So she asks, because so, okay, so Henry is sitting at this table in the coffee shop and he is completely like just consumed by thinking about Helen. And I think he's also thinking about the fact that because he knows he's losing his job at the botanical garden. Yeah, he already found a new job. That's and right. he has to tell. Yeah. So he's found a new job in Arizona and he's like, I've got to tell Helen. He knows he's in love with Helen. I think he has figured out already through this whole thing that he's in love with Helen. And so Beth, you know, saunters over because she sees him there. And she's Mm -hmm. already told, we already know that she's half interested in him or or wholly interested in him. Because I don't know how you could be half interested in that freaking tall drop of water. But anyway... (laughs) So, she, um, she asked to join him and, you know, you could tell he kind of is just like, all right, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 whatever. I but guess Beth's an idiot down. and so she doesn't pick up on it. Right, right, right. She really doesn't pick up on social cues through most of the movie. Exactly. So, um, but Hel- Beth asks about Helen, like, how did you meet or whatever? Right. So he starts telling the, the, this is us story. <laughs> yeah. Of him and Helen. And it's just as good as this is us. Yeah. And she's like. Holy shit. Holy shit, you're in love with her, you know? And he tries to defend, and he doesn't even try. Oh, it's like he starts. It's that whole, like, well, but. This is where you can tell he's a soap actor because all the faces. Yeah, all the faces. He goes through the whole gamut of emotion. Yeah. And he just stops, and he's just like, yeah, 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 I am. I am. At the same time, though. Oh my god, this is straight up whack. Helen and Charles are walking past the uh, same diner, the window, because they're, of course, they're sitting right in the window where everybody can see them. And she visibly freaks out when she sees them talking together because she's thinking, oh my gosh. Beth's totally. Beth and Henry are like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. They're boning each other. This is not good. Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, 
they show what she is wearing. I was waiting for this. Helen, Danica, is wearing the most asinine pair. <laughs> this looks like some LuLaRoe shit. This is worse than LuLaRoe. And I am not, I love me some LuLaRoe. Yes. But listen, not every pattern is for every person. And this is like, it's almost like blue roses. No, it's not even roses. It looks like blueberry and grape jelly have been <laughs> smashed on her by a five-year-old. Trust Down me, I legs. know what it looks like. All over black leggings. I got this photo. <laughs> with this bright ass red, like motorcycle leather jacket. It is the most odd combination of clothing that y'all have ever seen in your life and i'm gonna post that on the instagram because yeah, it this is, is ridiculous i don't know where this came from so ridiculous. this is not in her character at all i at don't this know point. whoever whatever costume designer co-signed that <laughs> get a new job because you are so fired yes um, but then yeah completely flips out over henry yes. and beth and meanwhile henry's telling beth that like look we were just never in sync like this was why it never worked out or why we never even sort of got she into was dating it someone or i was yeah dating or someone. i was dating somebody right exactly so, um, Charles takes a work call though, meanwhile, and he has to go. So he's like, but what we learn is that he's actually brokering a deal to buy the botanical gardens to put up luxury condos. Yeah. No way in hell. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Guys, I do this for a living. No. Right. Just no. So, and it doesn't happen that fast anyway. Guys, you got to rezone. That shit takes at least 30 to 60 days. Exactly. There's a chance they're saying no. You're not planning your condo out until you know if you can put it up there or not. And exactly. I'm just saying, right. been there, done that. So she hears, she overhears this though, because she finds out from him that, um, she finds out from Charles the whole story with the botanical gardens and that. And Charles is like, what? Henry didn't tell you? Exactly. Oh, you know. And fuck off, Charles. Like, yeah. you've gotten all this help from Henry and now you're going to turn on him like that? Yeah. Mm. So, um, he showed his character right there. So now she goes and stalks over to Henry, you know, Helen, and she's all dramatic about, like, why didn't you tell me this? Yes. Stalking over, like a five-year-old, dressed like a five-year-old. In them same pants. Right. <laughs> With that same jacket. Like, what are you wearing? Um, so he tells her he's accepted a research position at a national park in Arizona. And he's going to be heading up a whole team. So it sounds like a great job. Yeah. He's trying um, to be positive about it. And you know he's trying to force himself to be positive about it. He is. He is. But here's the thing that pisses me off. She gets mad at him for not telling her first. She is mad at him for being with Beth. <laughs> the scene before he's at the coffee shop with Beth is him at the florist because fucking Helen forgot that they had a lunch date. Right. Yeah, that's she true. She stood him up She's... and then you're going to be mad as hell. Like, you don't even remember that you forgot. Yeah. Back the hell up, bitch. Word. You know what? All of that and more. I'm with you on that. Like, you know what? Don't be, you know, people in glass houses, okay? And then I have a note, and I don't remember who it's with or whatever, because there's nothing else to it, but it's just one little line that says, could he sit any closer? <laughs> Again, the close talking in these movies, it's so much. I think he so sits much. down next to her on a bench when they're talking, and he sits, like, smack up next to her. And I'd be like, if you were that close to me, my hand's on your thigh, and I'm just seeing if there's a reaction. <laughs> Might get a little inappropriate on that bench outside okay because what she did was she stalked outside but she just stalked outside it's not like she stalked back to her own house or her own no, she place of business bench. <laughs> she went to a bench outside his office and then he found her there so then, and then he sits down right next to home her looking like that or her <laughs> aunt carol would have been like girl i taught you better <laughs> aunt carol anyway he has to leave on valentine's day that's what we find out as well mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I did write my notes. He comes out and sits three millimeters away from her. 
Yes. And she says to him, I'm losing the most important person to me. And then he puts his arm around her and it's very cute. It is very cute. So and now montage. it's montage time. <laughs> montage. Cheap it's shot. It's Hallmark. Time for a montage with some sad ass songs. Yeah. <laughs> weepy as song. So it's basically like and all of their memories throughout basically just this movie. All of their memories and then like him packing up his office. Yes. And I just guys, guys, girls, whoever is listening to this, like seriously he had a picture of him and her on his desk. Yeah, no guy so has weird. a couple picture on his desk unless he's madly in love, had her, you know babies. Fertilized her babies. Fertilized. <laughs> or, you know, or his bone in it. <laughs> yeah, if you have a picture of me on your desk, you need to let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Because if that's happening, then there's something I don't know about. <laughs> exactly. We were not where we where I thought we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so, so let me know. So Henry comes a-knocking on her doorstep mm -hmm. to say goodbye. This to is like goodbye. the night before he's leaving. It is and like I hate this. moonlight. It is moonlight. Like, the feeling is good. But again, Reagan, you pointed this out, and now I can't unsee it in these movies. But it puts her in the moment where she has to decide which guy she likes. And it's like, is she cheating or is she not? Yeah, and to me, I it's mean, not. trust fun guy's an asshole anyway, so. To me, if she had been engaged to Barton or whatever, like that one girl. It would be different. <laughs> That's different. She's barely dated this other guy. Like, it's been three dates or two yeah. dates or whatever it's been. Like, I don't I don't feel like mm -hmm. her feelings for Henry mean she's, like, cheating on what's his name. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's so much angst in this goodbye. It is, I mean, I feel like they both did a really good job they with, did. like, the... You know, it wasn't and, too corny. No. And considering angst has to be corny. For real. Yeah. Um, so up. then the next day she's talking to her Aunt Carol about needing a sign to know how she feels. Her and the signs. And I'm just going to point this out, by the way. <sighs> Reagan, go for it. There are no signs. Yeah. I, that's how I feel. Life is about choices and you just make decisions. And all you can do are make the best decisions that you can. Make the decisions that make you happy at the time. That's all you can do. And then That's you end up where you end up. You know what I mean? Now, I am a big believer in signs. Okay. Yeah. You and I are a little different in Wait, that. Wait, do you believe in soulmates? Yes and no. Because I don't at all. Well, it depends. I think you could be happy with lots of different people. Well, you can be happy with lots of different people. But my idea of a soulmate is a little different. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, but go back to signs. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I took just, us off track. Because I'm a... Guys, I've talked about baby Jesus before. We know. We know I ride the Jesus train. So. You and Jesus. Um, but and I. sandals. When I pray, a lot of times, I'm like, just, you know, and, and I am not a subtle person. You can give me subtle hints and I'm not going to know because I'm going to think, is she giving me a subtle hint or is she giving me a non-subtle hint? Or am I making something up? Right. Am I creating something from nothing? Because I overanalyze with the best of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, just throw the damn brick house at my head because that's the only way I'm going to know which way, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need blah, a real blah, heavy blah. sign. Yeah, I need a real <laughs> heavy sign. And so that's what I say. So I'm all about... It can't be like a glint in the wind. Signs. <laughs> but I think it's because I put too much pressure on some of the decisions I make. So I'm always looking for signs. I'm talking to people, whatever. I got issues. But she's going on and on about all these signs. Girl, you have had signs. <sighs> You dropped off a congratulations, it's a boy bouquet <laughs> to the love of your life in college who randomly just happens to be down the street from you now. Yeah, that is the biggest sign in the world. What? That is neon lights. We are blinking. It is yeah. obnoxious. It is worse than that outfit. 
But see, that's where signs get confusing because it's a sign of what? That doesn't necessarily mean it's a sign they should be together. It's just a sign that they should be friends forever. I don't know. I get it. Like, if you don't know your, if you don't cognizantly know you're attracted to somebody, then like, no, she knew. Maybe you don't. I mean, okay. Fine. She held his hand and Cliff jumped. Are you gonna hold some? Yeah, rando. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so they're at the coffee truck. Henry and Charles. So they Henry end up at this coffee truck again the next again, day. because this coffee truck is the bomb. Right. And I guess this is, like, right before Henry's leaving, because I really thought he would have had to go by now. So <laughs> he convinces Charles to do something for Helen for Valentine's Day. Big. Um, yeah, which is like, what the fuck, Charles? You didn't know that? So they're at the coffee truck, and freaking Charles is like, don't be a stranger. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> wait a minute here. The only reason you're getting a piece of that is because of him. And he's known her his whole damn life. Don't you dare tell him not to be a stranger like you own shit now. Word. Back the hell up. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you know him. I'm with you, you so on fake. that. I am so with you on that. All right. Um, so we're back at Helen's place of business now. Yeah. And the painting from the masquerade ball shows up. Yes. And we're like, oh my gosh, I wonder who. Because, I, you know, I thought that old bitch got it. Um, <laughs> we all did. <laughs> we all thought that. So... Um, well, no, I kind of thought Henry... No, I thought Charles bought it to surprise her with later. Right. When I thought he was a good guy. And I think that's ultimately what she ends up thinking, right? Oh, is that yeah, Charles she bought the she painting. Totally thinks it's Charles. Because later, she goes to meet Charles and at this wedding. So, mm-hmm. um, he... Did he go with her to a wedding? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, so, she had a Valentine's Day wedding she that's was setting right. up for. She mm-hmm. was setting up, and he took the day off because he was helping her set up. And that that's was, like, right. his big moment on valentine's exactly this whole scene is funny as hell people because he can't do anything right no he can't he's trying anything right the the super rich ass guy (laughs) that they tried to sell the botanical garden to before shows up yep she and because it's like his granddaughter's wedding or his daughter's wedding or something something or his niece's wedding or something like that they're related yep (laughs) (laughs) i could have just said that i guess (laughs) so um so Helen is like, oh, well, the botanical gardens can't close. And it's so funny because she marches up to this guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, no Charles is standing there like, this is my career that you're messing with. Right. And he's eyeing her up like, oh, hell no, you're not ruining this deal for me. And she just does. And I'm yes. like, how do you not know that you love Henry and not Charles? Because you could give a shit about Charles's career. Exactly. You are all about Henry Charles's Charles' sole purpose is to turn these botanical gardens into some luxury condos. And that is just fucked up. <laughs> it is. It is. New York's got enough condos, people. But she yeah. does her whole flowers connect people. Blah, blah, blah. Shit, shit, shit. Right. <laughs> she gets in the way. Her and, and homeboy go out in the lobby, and she's like, I don't think this is going to work. He's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> but he's smiling. I actually put that. Why the hell are you smiling about things not working out? And then he says, I'm sorry. Like, stop smirking at me, you trust fund yeah. asshole. And then he's like, well, I better go take, I better go uh, make 20 phone calls to, like, go and try and fix this, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so they because both, she just ruined his whole. Yeah, they kind of agree to disagree that, you know, the garden's got to go. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully they stay because we think she's convinced this old man enough. Um, so she straight up calls Henry. She calls Henry and asks him about the painting. Oh, because she asked Char like she hinted about the painting to Charles and she we learned. Him. Oh, right. And he yeah. didn't know what she was talking about. And he's like, what painting? I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't even remember the painting from no, the damn masquerade ball, even though he's standing there in front of her when they were. Yeah. Anyway, he's the one who convinced her to bid on it. Dumbass. Um, I'm, cl- I'm glad she made such an impact on your life. So, um, <laughs> Uh, 
So she calls Henry. He's he's in like line. He's in, line. He's, in he's boarding his plane. Dude, his ticket has been scanned. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They have said, thank you, Mr. Hart. Yeah. And he has walked Enjoy past that flight. fool. Exactly. Enjoy your nuts. Enjoy your nuts. Um, and <laughs> he says, look, I, look, Helen, I gotta go. He's got a lot to take in, you know? Yeah. And, like, which I kind of like. But it makes me laugh, because I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, really? Hey, you know what? I'm, I, I was kind of shocked that Hallmark threw that in, because got, that's a little trick. He Listen, he's got his mind on his money and his money on his mind. <laughs> Okay, this is Reagan's life motto. He's like, I cannot stay in New York City with no money. Like, who can well, do that? I, wait, you wait until the last possible minute. I must not be that important to you. Okay. So she's all frantic back at her flower shop now. She yeah. is like giving up on taking chances. Oh my gosh. Aunt Carol has to talk her down from the ledge. It's really a sad scene. It's <laughs> pathetic because, and then she says, I, I feel like I've let my mother and this locket down. Like, you cannot let a piece of jewelry down, people. Oh my gosh, that is way dr- I didn't even know that. That's way dramatic. But um, there are a lot of exclamation points afterwards, so I'm pretty sure yeah. that that actually happened. But it's Valentine's Day, so they got work to do, which yeah. I can appreciate. They got so, work, and Aunt Carol, we find out Aunt Carol raised her. Yes. So she does have the meddling parent, even though she's got the dead parents. <laughs> Talks her back into good spirits. I love you, boo. I love you, boo. Yeah, All right, let's get so some flowers cute. working. So there's one last order to do, and it's it's going to the botanical gardens. So Aunt Carol says, I'll do the card. You do the You flowers. do the arrangement. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So off she goes. Which is chunky ass heeled boots. Oh my God. These boots are just, they, I cannot, I cannot even go there. Maybe they are just way too modern for me. I mean, I'm 39 now, so maybe. They're not modern. Okay. I don't know. That's like straight up 90s shit. (laughs) It does look kind of 90s. Like 90s should never come back into style. I was there. No. By the way, she's wearing this red satin A-line dress with these freaking, I swear they are like a velvet boot with some sort of metal on them. It looks so weird. Anyway, she takes the arrangement. She takes the card from Aunt Carol. She takes the arrangement. She goes to the botanical gardens. And guess who's at the botanical gardens? Henry Hart. Henry. Um, <laughs> love him. So My ovaries were dancing. They, yeah, totally. So they have this whole exchange. Um, he gets down on one knee. And she opens the... Well, she opens the card and the card says, say yes. Oh, so good. And she looks at him and he gets down and he proposes. And I am like, hell yes. Please say Hallmark, yes, Hallmark, I love you. Oh. And at this point, I feel okay that it's taken place in like a week because they've known each other for like 20 years. Exactly. This is not love in three days where they actually yeah. just met in, like met three days ago. Like they've known each other all this time. Again, very much like um, Fro- when we did Frozen in Love mm-hmm. where you feel like, great, if it ends realistically where like they're not getting married, they're not like getting they're engaged dating. even if they've only known each other for a week, they like they're just other. agreeing to date. That's fine. This yeah. is great. This I can get on board with you because they have known each other for, <laughs> he can get it, um, <laughs> but they have known each other for years and you're just like, great, like we can, I can get behind. I love it. I'm 100% behind I can it. get she behind says a yes. five day proposal. I'm like crying. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. Totally sparkly And it's Cameron eyes. Matheson. So you're just like. Uh, yes. Like, if he showed up at my doorstep movie? tomorrow, I might have to be like, mm, Jason. <laughs> and but, Jason would be like, oh, I feel you. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like if Fergie shows up at the door, Jason's out. I understand this. <laughs> we have an agreement. It's fine. Um, but. Yeah. They pan. The last scene of this movie. Because they kiss. Yes. Is what pisses me off about homework. Okay, go ahead. They have this amazing proposal, this yeah. kiss. Everything's all fluttery. The last scene is that her flower Got first prize at this big ass international competition. Downplayed. <laughs> what the fuck, people? 
Where is the big party about this damn flower first Where place is the situation? celebration? No, yeah. the celebration is on the fact that she's no longer going to be a spinster because she's now engaged. It has nothing exactly. to do with her career. And she will not be a crazy cat lady. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. I feel okay. you. All right. So, our ratings. Ratings. Cheese factor. There. <laughs> it's a, a straight cheese. up five. Straight up five for cheese. Yeah. But it's, it's good cheese. Yeah. All right. Five it's glasses of Prosecco cheese. for cheese. Yeah. Um, what do we, Believability. The relationship between Henry and Helen and yeah. Helen very believable. Certainly, the flower shop believable. The condos over a botanical <laughs> garden less believable. The botanical <laughs> garden going bankrupt in two weeks not believable. Not at all. believable. And <laughs> not in New York City anyway. This is not trust like fun guy. No. Again, this Done. is not like Pierre, South Dakota, <laughs> where no. botanical gardens there might go out of business. Yeah, for condos. New York City, not so no. much. Yeah. So. Um, I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. I tend to give most of them a three and a half. There are aspects that are believable. Right. Yeah. Stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her being the her over planner and the, I can't do anything unless the I have woman. all the notice and the less confidence, you know, that yeah. the only way she gets confidence in the movie is through like other people building her up, but there, she has no power to do that herself. It's kind Unless of sad. she's with Henry. Like, Henry does build her up, but when they talk, she's different than when she's and, anywhere else. And you know what, though? Henry is still a man. And so it's yeah. still a man feeding you confidence. And that, for me, is just, again, a little bit gross. All right. Diversity. We got a black bouncer who has <laughs> one line with less than five words. Listen, he, yeah, I mean... And I'm not even really sure if he was black. He could have been Samoan. Because he was a little... <laughs> you really only saw his back. Yeah. So I just, no. He had a nice fade and that was about it. That is a point five on diversity, sorry. Yeah, that you, is a negative. Yeah, you yeah you get negative glasses of Prosecco on that one. Yeah. Okay. Chemistry. Ah! Off the charts. Off the charts chemistry, yeah. I think they were great. Though I do have to point out, though, that while we're watching this, they have the commercials and then they do the little clips of, like, actually Danica and actually Cameron talking oh, about how they're in it. So cute. She had so much personality being herself than being the character. So much. Yeah. yeah. But they had amazing chemistry. They did. So overall, I give it a four out of five. Yeah, I would say the same. Because it was... Go watch it. Yeah. It, it was cute. It's super cute. It'll make you feel good in the end. And you'll feel good that these two people that have been friends for years finally get together yes. and it's very Please. I need sweet. I need some positivity. Yeah. Let's, All right. Let's Thanks. bring out that positivity. All right. Well, guys, Reagan um, stayed on her chair the whole time. I I did, you know, which I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I like falling off my chair. Reagan sang for you. I didn't make too many dirty jokes this time, so I feel a little bit better. Right. And yeah, so we'll have to figure out what we do next. Um, we'll have to look at the Hallmark lineup and see what's yeah. happening. Oh, but... we're, we're coming back with some with some fun stuff. We've got some ideas. Absolutely. IG, Instagram. Yes. Happily Never After Pod. At Gmail. Yeah, write us there too. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you again on another episode of, or talk to you again, on another episode of Happily Never After. Bye.